please. More cheese, please. Where's that from? I don't know. I don't remember. Was it a macaron? Was it like an old macaroni? I don't know. I have no idea. But I will never say no to cheese. <laughs> Speaking of, we need to have like a foodie place, like a foodie date again. We need to go. Yeah. Somewhere we need to pick like another. Have restaurant. you been? Have you been to the, that new coffee grounds place Mm-mm. in downtown? No, I saw all the hubble 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 whatever hubble 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 I think I just said boob. <laughs> Hubble-a-boob. Okay. Hubble-a-bub, I think it is. Whatever. The point <laughs> is, I, I saw all of that on Facebook <laughs> about the grand opening, um, but I never... Things in Sanford, you give it You give it some time. Yeah. You don't go the first day it opens. Maybe if like you're going to go support them, like if it's someone you mm-hmm. know, but you, you'll let them work the I kinks like the out. New, yeah, I'll let the new dial Absolutely. I let it wear off first. Not die off. I let uh-uh. it wear off first. Well, then... I mean, for a long time, Starbucks took a while. Mm-hmm. Like, it, there was just no good time mm-hmm. to go. But that's what happens yeah. when you're in a small town. You know what and... I want? I have been craving boba. There is no. And every time we pass through there, I'm like, oh, the boba place. And Jonathan's like, no. <laughs> there isn't. He will not pull in. I'm trying to think. There is not a boba place in Lillington that I could think of. No. I don't think there is. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure there isn't. There no. was a smooth, like a smoothie place at one point. There's this place it's called Good and Healthy or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. And um, I love, and I know the owner, she's great. Um, and they have the, they don't have the boba, like the boba that we eat. They have mm-hmm. the other kind, the, like the fruit mm-hmm. kind of ones that just pop. Yeah. The popping boba. Yeah. Which are, fi- that's fine. Um, but when I say I want boba, I want the, the tapioca. Yeah. Balls. Yeah. Give me the real balls, please. <laughs> <laughs> but I, um, I, and I'm, I always get the same kind. I always get taro. Yeah. I like the original. Well, I haven't tried the original there, but when I was in DC, the first time I ever tried boba, um, it was in someplace in DC. And I just was like, what does most people get? The girl, she was like, oh, this is the most popular one. And I was like, let me try that. And it was really good. So it's like a brown, the brown color it, yeah, one. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so it's like the Thai tea, right? It was, but it's not, it's not Thai tea. It's a, it's a tea. So it's a tea and a milk together. I don't know what, what some kind of tea tea that they use in it. I wonder if it's black tea, but it, I think it's, it's one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Thai tea is different because I've got, I've actually have the Thai tea. I bought it off of Amazon because I tried to make boba ball like the. I tried to do the whole thing and my balls were too big. They, went, they got stuck. They got stuck, stuck in the straw. Or maybe and, your straw wasn't big enough. Casey. No, actually, but I got a, I got the actual boba straw. And so it you like, let them get too big. The straw, and I was in there. Like, you know how when you're trying to blow on a balloon and you can't get the balloon to blow up and you're, like, hurting yes. in your cheeks and everything? This was, like, the reverse because I was, like, trying to get it to come through. And then I started freaking myself out because I was so worried that it was eventually going to, like, dislodge and just, like, shoot down my windpipe. So I ended up having to pull the straw out. And I went outside and I was like, I'm trying to blow it. <laughs> like Cause a, it literally like wad. <laughs> yes, because it got it got caught in there. <laughs> You're like never again. Yeah, so it was like tapioca fill. <laughs> but I will say it's one of those things that maybe you have to just try again because yeah. wasn't it like your first attempt at macarons? You were like, 
Oh, yeah. Never again. Yeah. But then you did it again, yeah. and they were amazing. And they got better. And, yes. And we we should do a, a macaron baking night or something. Ooh, yeah. I, I still try to find... I, I feel like so of the macarons, my favorite is the, the pistachio. But I, I haven't found anyone... Like, I haven't found any good pistachio around here. Like, you have to go to New York for that. Uh, I will say... Mama's Millie bakes. Mm-hmm. Whenever she does have the the pistachio macarons, mm-hmm. they're actually very good. I haven't I haven't been to Mama's Millie. Mom, oh, Millie's gosh. Mama bakes. Yeah, I haven't been to it. I love that place. I hope she really? never goes out of business. It's just so cute. Mm-hmm. The cookies are ginormous and so mm-hmm. good. I used to go quite or um, Kimberly would go mm-hmm. uh, quite often, and then she would like take orders. Like yeah. so I'll be like, yeah, put me in an order for uh, their chocolate chips are just. Yeah. Very delicious. They are kind of like um, the, uh, is it Gordon cookies or those cookies at Disney? The, mm-hmm. I can't think of the name right now. Anyway, they're like these famous cookies at Disney. They kind of remind me of that. Aww. So they're just gourmet cookies. Mm-hmm. They're you $4 what, a cookie. So they're <laughs> my favorite cookie. And this is kind of a, it's weird. I guess this is what, how they say when you become an adult, you're, Taste changes. Mm-hmm. They do. Your taste buds. I absolutely love a fresh homemade oatmeal raisin cookie. Yes. I feel like they're so underrated. I love them as kids too. Like as as a kid, I loved. Well, I them liked too. them, but I didn't like them like I do now. Like I'm like, give me all of the oatmeal raisin. Y'all can take all the other ones. I will yeah. take the oatmeal raisin. Yeah. And I like warm, and they're just so chewy. Like just oh, so good. I love it. And then you get like a little bite of the oatmeal. Mm-hmm. It's like the different, I think it's a texture thing. Yeah. Maybe. Because you get the different types of textures. Mm-hmm. You get. The, it's the complexity the, of it. Because mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. get the different layers. Oh, I love it. I love I that. love it. No, I love a good fresh chocolate chip cookie. Oh, yeah. No doubt. That's what I'm saying. You need to try Millie Mama's Bakes. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's what I'll do. Jonathan's mm-hmm. birthday is next week. So. Okay. I'm going, I want to make him a, um. I have, oh, did I tell you? I finally found the recipe, a recipe that almost matches his grandma's recipe for the pineapple cake she always made him for his birthday. Really? Mm-hmm. And I made it, last time I, I made it, he bit into it and he started crying. Stop. Yes. Oh, and I'm cry. so he was like, it's, he said, it's like, it's right there. And so then he told me like a Chills. couple things to do next time. Yeah. He was like, she had... She had more pineapple. I forgot to turn off our AC. Oh. Um, but it has more pineapple and then I think more layers. So I did, I think I only did three layers. So I did three layers and they were kind of half inch thick, mm-hmm. something like that. So he says she would do, I think, eight layers and they would be just a little, they would be thinner than the, than what I'd made them. So I was going to try so that. height-wise, it wouldn't be that much different. Right. But it would just be more layers. Thinner layers. Thinner. Yep. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Inter- so it's a pineapple what cake? It's, it's just a pineapple cake. Pineapple cake. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. So, because I was like, I thought he was talking about like a pineapple upside down cake. Yeah. Nope. Um, I tried pig picking cake. Nope. It wasn't So idea. what's a pineapple cake? So it's literally just yellow cake and pineapples and um, like a Cool Whip icing all mixed together you use the juice from the pineapples and you pour that into the cake so it's just it's really good actually um it's just a very good summertime 
okay cake it reminds me kind of like of a tress leches of where you i said that's so neat <laughs> tress leches oh my god <laughs> you're american showing <laughs> ah, hold on er, cut let me read let me try that again <clears throat> that reminds me of a tres leches is that better? Yeah, yes, that's that a lot way. better. Wow. My is... leches. <laughs> what in the world? Anyway, that's what that that's uh, on being bilingual. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that is. Um, code switching is fun, let me tell you. So that's interesting. Because for example, if you if I knew you spoke Spanish, I would have no it wouldn't, I wouldn't even give it any thought and I would have said it tres veces, like without mm-hmm. even thinking, but I'm speaking English. I'm speaking to someone who I know doesn't speak Spanish. So subconsciously I know, Christina, you're in your English brain. <laughs> so you're going to say it the English way or the American accent way or whatever. Anyway, that being said, that cake reminds me of that uh-huh. a little bit with the whole soaking mm-hmm. part of it. But anyway, hi, <laughs> hi hello. <laughs> Well, that's amazing, yeah. and I want to um, definitely try that pineapple mm-hmm. cake. That would mm-hmm. be that'd be good. Yeah, it's so it doesn't sound very hard to me. No, it's actually really easy. Okay, and I found the recipe in an old. So I don't know if they did this in California or not, but in North Carolina, especially in the older generations, they would make cookbooks like church groups. Um, fire stations, schoolhouses, any kind of community gatherings. If they wanted to raise money, yeah, they would make a cookbook. cookbooks. This is and like, everybody would add in a recipe yeah. and then they would print the cookbook and then they'd sell them for whatever, yeah. you know, whatever the cost is. And so Jonathan's papa, before he passed away, um, we had went over to their home and um, his wife, was um we were talking about canning and because they know that we have the garden and all of that so we were talking about canning and doing all this stuff and i asked her if she had like any old cookbooks that she'd be willing to to part with because um i wanted to learn like whole food cooking right so not using processed foods that kind of thing because i wanted to from scratch I want type to make stuff. everything from scratch yeah. because it's healthier because you can Control. you guarantee what is in the recipe. Right. And because there's so much salt in like right. canned stuff. Yeah. And that's a lot. Just it's so so there's so many additives in any of the food, even the frozen foods. Um, preservatives alone. Any yeah. any of the, and I feel like I personally I don't know if this is this is true or not, but I feel like preservatives and additives in our foods are what is causing our health issues, our, we've all of a sudden, our, the age for colon cancer has dropped tremendous, like, people younger and younger are getting diagnosed with colon colon cancer. That's what my grandfather passed away from. And, like, you're going to see more, like, people in their 30s and 40s getting colon cancer. Mm -hmm. Like, how? You know what I'm saying? And then, um, Alzheimer's, um, Early onset Alzheimer's, people are, again, in their 30s, 40s, 50s, being diagnosed with early onset. I'm and it's like, what, is, that, what yeah. is this link between all of these things? Yeah. And I feel like it's, it's in the food, food we're eating it's because this food. is all things that's happening in our digestive systems. I mean, I know Alzheimer's is in our brain, but what feeds your brain? Like, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like 
if I can get rid of those things. Well, I'm telling you in like 20 years from now, there's going to be studies and people are going to be like, or not studies in 20 years, the studies that are being done now, we're going to look back in 20 years or so, probably even less and be like, how in the world did we think that that was okay? Like the way that how prevalent lead yeah. was mm-hmm. right exactly in it was everything. it was in everything like hmm can you think of mercury something that's in everything? what about mercury yeah look at all the mercury poisoning or back in the day what was it the um it was in the, all the beauty products arsenic yes yes and literally these young girls were dying yep. they were like walking corpses yep Just they're dying. at the end yep because of all of the poisonous Stuff chemicals just, in their body mm-hmm. so the next thing i'm i'm sure it's going to be all the plastic mm-hmm. because plastic we cannot get away from it it's yeah. everywhere mm-hmm. everywhere but the studies that are being done on plastics and stuff like i mm-hmm. want to get away from it right. but it's like literally everywhere yeah um but i've done some stuff like i've um i've cut back on warming things up mm-hmm. on plastic or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, that's a huge... Yeah, but that, they grew and up then, with that. Right, I exactly. Mean, I totally you remember you... growing up or, like, the styrofoam plates. Yes. And then you just put it in the microwave. Yes. Like, and it's like, oh, my gosh. And then... And we, then it would melt. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like, just what in the world? Pick the cheese from the little craters yes. that would just, like, that's terrible. Yeah. But that's what I grew up yeah. on. And then that's, like, kind of the stories we're going to be telling our grandkids. And that's the kind of horror stories that we hear from our grandparents yeah. saying that they used to, like, I don't know, suck on batteries for fun. I don't know. Like, yeah. just weird stuff. Like, they didn't yeah. know that it was bad or, yeah. you know, pregnant women smoking. Like, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Like, we're going to look back and all that and just be like, what in the world? Yeah. This is why everyone was dying from cancer. Because yeah. of this. And it's like, you cannot, it, it, what is it, like one in every, I don't know the statistic, but it's like pretty much everyone you speak to has either had cancer, have someone very close to them with cancer, or somehow or another, their life has been touched with right, cancer. exactly. Because it's just that mm-hmm. prevalent. And don't get me started on on the feminine um, issues that I think are definitely uh, linked to these toxins. Mm-hmm. That's and, what I wonder about yeah. mm-hmm. the infertility issues. I, I wonder if that can be linked to it as well. I do. I think that there needs to be a lot more studies, and there are mm-hmm. some that are going on. But with the link of uh, women being put on birth control too early mm-hmm. uh, for the con- to control heavy periods because that was like what everyone in my grade was getting mm-hmm. and and I I got my period very early I was only about nine mm-hmm. I think um and they were heavy and, and painful and so my mom was like let me try helping you let me take you to the doctor and they immediately put me on birth control mm-hmm. that young mm-hmm. and that is I can't imagine that being a good like I, I'm not a doctor I right. mean you're you you have more experience in that kind of stuff and I'm sure you, you're like, there has to be a correlation. Right. There has to be. Because the amount of people that I know that are my age, in our age, that have fertility problems, I mean... Yeah. If, like, you can throw a rock and hit somebody with fertility issues now. Yep. Pretty much. And it's, I mean, it's yeah. the, but see, it's also the same thing with autism. So many more people are being diagnosed with autism now. Um, all sorts of, like, hormonal issues in general. And it's like... I mean, it could be that these issues have always been there and we're just now now at the point where we know how to diagnose things. Or it could be that through, you know, generations of 
that because maybe those things get passed you know down all too. these environmental factors all these things that we're putting in our body all this stuff is all of a sudden we're now seeing the repercussions of those things well i mean in all those like animal testings that they do mm-hmm. they do that right so that they can see how things affect you generation to generation mm-hmm. because to do a study like that on a human life would obviously it's unethical so, well it's also unethical oh yeah that too um, but, <laughs> but yeah my point is <laughs> the reason why they do this on is to see how those things will affect so how can we know what's going to be affecting mm-hmm. us or how that's going to be affecting us so it's like you don't know mm-hmm. we are the guinea pigs yeah you we know, are the experiment yep, you'll find out 20 years from now 30 years from now <sighs> great you know all these things because yeah. there's there's some things like they because whenever they test <laughs> whenever they do these um like clinical trials and things like that they first test safety and then they test the effectiveness. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm saying like it has to pass safety um, trials first because if it's yeah. not safe, you can't give it to anybody. No. So, you know, and I just feel like most of the things that we are currently putting in our bodies, we won't know for a long time. Yeah. And that's, you know, if those things even come out essentially, yeah. you know. So. Yeah, I mean, it's just. It's just crazy. It's crazy to me. Yeah. And um, you know what is kind of crazy to me, too? Just popped in my head. The fact that my sister, who's 10 years younger than me, never had to go through chickenpox because there was a vaccine that came out sometime between me being born and 10 years after <laughs> uh, that prevent you from getting chickenpox. Mm-hmm. So that means she's also not have not going to have to worry of, what's the other thing that? Shingles. Shingles. I'm going to have to worry about shingles. My mom got shingles. Well, you, even, I want to, I mean, yes, the, the risk is lower, but I'm pretty sure still had potential um, to develop shingles. Oh, I know what I was talking about. Um, so we went over to his papa's house That's and right. we were, I was talking to them about canning and I asked her if she had any old cookbooks. And she gave me a stack of cookbooks from um, churches mm-hmm. and from um, which, by the way, yes, different, we did that. We yeah, did that. yes, yeah, that was from a thing. <laughs> different. Um, she had like all sorts of things. Yeah, like all different um, types of places do it. And in one of the church books, it literally just said pineapple cake, and then it was just like five or six ingredients, and then it just gave a basic gist of how to do it. And you're like, and so I was like, I read it and I was like, Jonathan, does this kind of sound like it? And he was like, well, that sounds to be about the closest thing that I would know of. Cause I had tried other recipes that I found on Pinterest. I, I searched for all sorts. I have been searching. We've been married for seven years. I have searched for seven years to find this recipe. And this last, this was back in maybe June of last year um, that I cooked the recipe exactly how it was. And that's when he was like, that's it. That's the closest that, that you will probably ever get to it being just like hers. Yeah. And then his papa and his papa's wife passed away in September. Mm. So, you know, there's, she's got a whole bunch more cookbooks and her, her daughter and her son actually said that I can have, um, more of her cookbooks and things because she's got, she's got all sorts of, she was a big time cook. Okay. And so she did a lot of canning, a lot of old school canning, um, and a lot of cooking and things like that. 
And so they uh, they gave us some of her old um, canners. Oh, how cool. These canners are so old. They have like wooden handles. <laughs> and like it's, they're really old. Like, of course, they're not in working condition right now. But that's cool. I'm sure that, yeah, I'm sure you could probably replace the seals and things right. like that. And then they'll, they would be fine. But it's just nice to have something that, that old that school history. and yeah. to know that she used these things. Um because she was she she was eighty six when she grandma. passed. So this was no. So this is this is nail. Yep, nail. nail. Yep. Nail. So, Sorry. Yeah, nail. So so Jonathan's grandma, which is his papa's first, first wife, wife. Mm-hmm. Um, she passed away um, when Jonathan was nineteen. Yeah, yeah. And so he was. She was she was his favorite person in life. Mm-hmm. And so after she passed away. Um, you know, his, his papa had to remarry. Yeah. And so he was with Nell since, since then. then yeah. So they, they had a long marriage too. Yeah. And, um, so and I never, I never, and stuff yep, and yeah. exactly. And I never got to meet John, Jonathan's grandma. Yeah. Um, so the only person that I knew would have been Nell. Got you. Um, and so but that's you've why. you've heard all the stories right. and stuff that mm-hmm. he would say. So yep. in a way. Yep. And in a way, you know his grandma because mm-hmm. you know Jonathan. Right, and exactly. Sure and, a lot, and she was very, so. very, um, like she was an instrumental person in his. That's awesome. In his childhood, so yeah. so a lot of things that he learned were from his grandma or his papa and yeah. his grandma, and so a lot of his principles and a lot of his values that he carries with him today his, his are from them. Yeah. And so, like I could, I think that. I would have gotten along well with her. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I feel like it's super comforting, especially, you know, my father, he mm-hmm. passed. And so when I get real, real, not homesick, but dad sick or when I yeah. just really feel like. When you miss him. Yeah. So when I miss mm-hmm. him so much. And I just like, I could have conversations with him in my head because like yep. I know what he would say or mm-hmm. how he would act or what he would yeah, how he would be. And part of that is because a lot of my thinking, my train of mm-hmm. thoughts, what makes me me yep. comes from him. Yep. And so it's kind of like, huh? Like, so when they say, you know, they're never really gone. They're in, like, it sounds, you know, it sounds like unless you've gone through it, it sounds like something that people just say mm-hmm. to people mm-hmm. when they've lost somebody. Yeah. But when you go through it, you're like actually I get it that makes sense like Mm -hmm. yes they're going to be a part of me and yes I'm going to carry with them carry them with me and therefore they'll never die because it's like I don't know it's hard to explain but Mm -hmm. it's one of those things with grief it's like it is not linear at all like it is a loop-de-loop roller coaster that does and it comes out it it comes out at some of the most inopportune times like it hits you in the weirdest moments and, and, and it's so funny because in the times that you would think that it would affect you, it doesn't. So yes. Like, during my dad's funeral, mm-hmm. I didn't like, well, first of all, I wasn't there. Right. Um, it was conducted via FaceTime. So that probably could have been part of it. Maybe if I was physically there and I could see everyone else that's upset, then I would have get up, I would get upset, but it wasn't me getting upset. For my dad, it would be me getting upset because I see everyone else upset. Mm-hmm. So it's like that empathy thing. So if I see someone crying, I'm going to cry, right. that sort of thing. So I was like, I'm not even sad right now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm 
like if I were to cry right now, it'd be because I'm forcing myself to cry. Right. I saw my stepmom in the video and she was not crying either. And it was just like, it's weird because we had to deal with it. My stepmom and I had to deal with, we were there when my dad passed. Like mm-hmm. the moment he passed, we were there. Or she was there the moment he passed. I was there a few minutes after he passed. And so I felt that was when we were doing our more, like our mm-hmm. cry, that, you know, yeah. that. Because there's always, there's that, there's one there's one point where it's like it breaks and you you feel that grief. Mm-hmm. And it's for the times that I have, where I have truly lost someone that really, it, it was like an earthquake. Mm-hmm. Um, I, ha- I can pinpoint the exact moment. When the bubble burst and I had that yeah. explosion of It's when you realize grief. it's real. Mm-hmm. It's when you accept it, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, because even, even if someone passes, like in that moment, I, either my stepmom or I, we could have been the stronger person right. and then not broke at that moment, mm-hmm. you know, and like been there for each other, mm-hmm. whatever. No, we both broke. Like it right. was just tear. And I've never seen her cry mm-hmm. ever. And so it was, um, but yeah. So I felt it then, and then I, during the funeral, like, I, I was, like, cried out yeah. at that point, kind yeah. of. But then, like, I'll just be driving, and just something, a, a memory pops in my head. Thank you, ADHD. And it will just attack me, yeah. and then I'm um just, like, a blubbering mess. So, yeah, grief's weird, <laughs> but... Um, anyway, I don't know where we got from there. What happened? Nothing recorded. <gasps> what? Well, they recorded our voices, so yeah. there's that. But anyway. Well, that's weird. So but- how about, since we're talking about all this, um, so Jonathan told me last week, over the last few days, when I opened my truck door, he said, and I go to get inside, he said, I smell my grandpa. My truck smells just like my grandpa. And I said, Jonathan, that's not a coincidence. I said, there's, I feel like there is a reason that you're smelling that. Mm-hmm. Cause he was like, you know, I don't know if I have some of his stuff in there, something. I, I told him, I said, that, I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that's your grandpa. I feel like your grandpa's there. Yeah. And we've been going through all of his um, stuff for his will. So because Jonathan was designated as the executor of yeah. his will. He had to provide all these documents and all these things for the different assets that he had. It is not and, you a know, fun like job it's literally do. it's it's been six months and we're still trying to figure mm-hmm. all this stuff out. And so one of the things that the lawyer was requesting was titles for vehicles. And mm-hmm. he has a lot of vehicles and things just I mean, truly he was in his eighties. He mm-hmm. has all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And one of his vehicles we could not find the title for. We have searched up and down, searched all the documents, everything, could not find it. A couple of days ago, Jonathan said, oh, I was looking in his box of stuff where we had all the all of his other titles, everything. He said, and I found an envelope and I opened it up and the truck title was there. I got chill bus. I said, Jonathan, I said, that's the exact reason. I said, he was, t- was showing you, you where it was. That is crazy. Yeah, I I don't know. People probably don't believe that kind of stuff. I believe in that kind of stuff. My thing is nobody knows, right? So why not? 
That's mm -hmm. my belief in like when it comes to anything spiritual, anything like paranormal or anything like that. My belief is nobody knows. So therefore, who knows? Mm -hmm. Who knows? And it all comes down to like what rings true in your heart. And if it rings true in your heart, then who's to say that that's not real? Right. Or that that's not reality. Because honestly, if anyone is claiming that they know what reality is, they, they don't. Mm -hmm. I don't know what reality they are in because they do not. <laughs> um, it, it's literally like that show I was telling you about, that Jerry yeah. Duty, Duty show where it's like everyone's an actor except mm -hmm. the one person. Like, that's life. Yeah. You don't know what what's going on with mm -hmm. everybody. So that being said... Um, I, I don't, I don't think you're crazy for yeah. believing that at all because weird things happen. And I mean, it's every single time I see a butterfly, I think of my grandma mm -hmm. and it's just because I think of her and how much she liked butterflies and how she would tell me all the time that when she dies, she'd come back as a butterfly. Mm -hmm. So it's like, obviously I'm going to think of her as butterflies. Like I'm going to think that. Yeah. So now I see her all the time. Mm -hmm. Like she's not like she's constant in my life mm -hmm. and like it's just comforting it's yeah. comforting and so I don't know what I'm going to attribute to my dad yet yeah. but I know I know it when I'll see when when it mm -hmm. happens and I feel like basically it's the world yeah and and not losing the joy of um or not losing your kid like you're mm -hmm. the kid in you that mm -hmm. sort of thing like my dad was the biggest big kid and he everything he did in life was for the fun like to have yeah. fun like yeah his to make you laugh and to do yeah. you know he always did those kinds of things so he was just very silly and just full of life and um even even throughout his sickness like he was just always had such a good yeah. sense of humor with it yeah and so anyway yeah that being said yeah so it's just i do miss him a lot though mm -hmm. like but um it's nice to know that I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, anyway. Yeah. And that's, and that's one thing is everyone at some point has felt grief. And so that's something like we were talking about earlier before we started recording about empathy. Mm -hmm. Grief is one thing that people can empathize with because everyone at some point during their life has felt it to some extent. To some degree. Yeah. Like, I mean, even losing an animal, losing a pet mm -hmm. um those are hard i mean i know people to this day uh that have lost pets years and years and years ago and they'll still like get all i mean who was it um well scrappy that was recent mm -hmm. but um a childhood pet of mine was my brother's like to this day he'll still like cry about her mm -hmm. or um i mean i will too because i'll get yeah. sad about it so it's just because they're they're little people. Yeah. I think of them that yeah. way. Like they're they're part of our family. Mm -hmm. So I still cry over Diablo, and that was 2016 that he passed. I still cry over him. Yeah. He was my he was one of my huskies that I had. I miss Diablo. So, yeah, he, he was, was just, very special. He was. He was with me, and I think the biggest thing is the fact that he was my companion through some big life changes yeah. and some critical moments in my life. Yeah, he was you know, buddy. Where, yeah, and and like, who was gonna mess with you in a big old giant mm -hmm. husky? Like, yep. you were protected. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel with me and Maze. Yeah, like, she's she's uh down for the count right now. 
She's in heat. Poor baby. <laughs> she started her period. She did. Daddy got her a whole six foot fence <laughs> to Aww. protect her. So did, we have a fence now. Um, did y'all put dap- like the little diapers? We did when Noble went in. So, um, the vet actually recommended that we let Noble do her first heat because, um, she when she when we first got her, we got her at eight weeks. She had a UTI. And so the vet was not sure if it was just by chance that she had a UTI or if maybe there was something structurally wrong in that area. And so she told us then that she would recommend that um, we let her go through her first heat cycle and then get her fixed. Yeah. So that's what we that's what we did um, based off her recommendation. So, so we, she fixed now? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. Yep. So we waved, waited for her cycle to finish and then we booked her appointment and got her fixed. Um, but during her cycle, her cycle, we had her wear the little doggy diapers and there were the ones that you just throw them in the washing machine yeah. and wash them. <laughs> she was so cute with her little pink and her turquoise diaper on. It was so cute. Do you still have it? <laughs> I think I threw them away. <laughs> they were, I got them off of Amazon, but they were, they were cute. I might have to. Yeah. Because, um, there's little blood stuff yeah. all over. And it's like a little, there's a little hole for their doggy tail to go through it's the cute they are the cutest (laughs) she has a little nub but it's gonna be so cute well right now since we have that other place like fenced off so we kept Mm -hmm. the chain link chain Mm -hmm. link fence and then we put the privacy fence we moved it up so Mm -hmm. we now have because we had a pretty big it's a pretty big front yard but we've made like um so the two windows looking out if you on in the living room when you're mm-hmm. looking out those windows, you're looking now into our garden area. Okay, but that's where we kind of have maze right now mm-hmm. too. So we keep an eye on her in the living room, and she's safe. Yeah, and yeah, and she can't see the dogs from the street because there's a bunch of dogs that um, get walked and come through the cul-de-sac, and so uh, yeah, she'll go nuts and they'll go nuts. So anyway, we're gonna wait either one definitely finish this cycle, but we were told. But because of her breed, mm-hmm. there's like studies that are going on that it's good for them to go through two cycles Oh, because of the type of hormones that they get. Mm-hmm. And it cuts down on the early death in the big, because she's considered a big dog mm-hmm. um, big, with a big chest. And they get that, the, the DCM mm-hmm. issue, the heart, where their heart gets really big. I think that's what happens. And apparently... If they get these hormones when they go through heat, it helps them. So we're gonna go through it twice. Gotcha. So she'll, she'll, I don't know how often they go. Well, at that point, heat. she will be an adult mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, so just the stuff that they uh, would miss out on, or so like they already told us, like do not get her fixed before mm-hmm. her first heat. So no matter what, she was gonna get her first mm-hmm. heat. But we've saw and read about studies about waiting on on two. So we'll see how that goes. But eventually we do want her fixed yeah. because she's nuts. <laughs> she's crazy. Yeah. But. Anyway. Well, I guess this is the end of our episode. Yes. Well, thank you for sticking through. Um, we don't know what to call this one yet. But yeah, we're just, just catching up. <laughs> rambling. Rambling with the East and the West. <laughs> All right. Bye, see y'all. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>